Hi, my name is Sarah Tullock and this is my podcast. I'll be talking about everything that I've pretty much binged uh, over the past couple days or weeks or whatever, read, things that I've read. Um, and I just have a lot of opinions about everything that I, every media that I consume. So I'm just going to be talking about it here. And uh, if you wanted to comment or respond, then please do so. I'd love to have a conversation with you guys. And if you have any suggestions, I do have a list of things that I want to talk about, but if you have any suggestions, please let me know. Uh, DM me at my Instagram. I'll leave it, uh, it's a little, a bit of a weird name, so I'll just leave it clickable in uh, the description. And just please be nice, is all I ask. So um, today we're going to be talking about the Teen Titans Raven graphic novel. It is written by Camille Garcia and illustrated by Gabriel Piccolo. I picked it up last year yeah last july and it was really good i had a lot of free time that summer so i just went through it in maybe like a day or so it was so good and i just wanted to be able to share with other people um the resurgence of teen titans because i loved teen titans so much when it came out when i was a kid i think that was like 2005 i think it was and they've always been one of my favorite superhero groups so to see them come back as a graphic novel is amazing i love it um so basically i'm just gonna give you a little bit of an introduction a little bit of a summary just so you guys know this is a spoiler full podcast i'm going to be talking about um some things that may be seen as spoilers but i don't want to not talk about some things you know i want to be able to give myself the freedom to talk about every single thing that happened in this book so if you don't want any spoilers then i suggest you turn this off and go read it or if you don't care it's not gonna be i'm not gonna read the whole thing to you you know i just want to be able to talk about just the events that happen in here so if you don't want any spoilers this is your line this is where you have to shut it off okay um so basically the first thing that we learn that happens to raven is that she's involved in a tragic car accident in this car accident, she loses her foster mother, Vivian, and she loses all of her memories. Everything that has, not all of her memories, anything that has to do with her past, anything that has to do with her magic, anything that has to do with the initial, it looks like maybe last week, because she says something about last week where something gets really dangerous and something changes in her life. And we later find out that that may be because of Trigon. She learned that Trigon was looking for her and uh, up until then, she it, look, it sounds as if she's never met him. She knows that her birth mother left her with a priest, and then somehow her foster mother, Vivian, was able to adopt her from that point, and it looks like she's been with that foster mother up until just now when she passes away. So because she passes away, her foster mother's sister, her name is Natalia, she adopts Raven, and Raven goes to live with her in Atlanta, Georgia, with her own daughter. Her own daughter's name is Max, okay? So that's where we're at. Atlanta, Georgia, far away from Jump City, California, okay? Um, so even though that she's forgotten about her powers, she's like, you, you start to see her try to assimilate into normal human teenage girl life. She goes to high school, she deals with bullies, she has a crush who's really cute, yada yada, but in the middle of this, her powers do not let her forget that they're there. We know that Raven is stronger than she thinks her own limitations are, and her magic may have a mind of its own. So it comes out, and it basically like, hey, listen, I'm here, and we can do this together. And 
she's learning how to control her powers, how to work with them while she's in high school, while she's trying to figure out who she is and what she's supposed to be doing with her life. And she also figures out she's, that she's being hunted by Trigon and his henchmen, so she has to really get a hold of her powers and, who she, and figure out who she's supposed to be so that she can be firm in herself and make sure that she's not just used for Trigon and whatever his evil plan is. One of the things that I loved about this graphic novel was the use of emotion as power. A lot of teenage girls are told that we shouldn't be emotional or we should be more logical or whatever misogynistic thing to make sure that women are kind of suppressed and don't really listen to themselves or always doubting themselves. Raven's story has always, it looks like to me, always been the opposite of that. She has to think about herself. She has to have mental in, uh, intelligence, emotional intelligence. She has to be uh, stable in the way that is has meaning to herself. Like she does have to think about other people, but she mostly has to figure out everything for herself. So she's the only one who can set the boundaries and her rules for herself, which makes her even more powerful because as she sets her own boundaries and as she grows into the person that she wants to be, not the person that someone else wants her to be, she becomes one of the most powerful people in the DC universe. She becomes OP. I mean, she is OP, but she becomes even more OP. And OP means like overpowered. She is drastically more powerful than a lot of other characters in the DC universe. And it's just, it's just really empowering and refreshing to know that A, that she is allowed to have emotions and she's allowed to set her own boundaries and rules for her own emotions and not have anyone tell her what she's supposed to feel or how she's supposed to do this. Everything about the people around her are very guiding. They guide her into having or being calmer or uh, being more stable, giving her little tips and tricks on how to stabilize herself, but they never control her emotions. Only Trigon really tries to control her emotions and Trigon's like super evil. So the, it, it's just really refreshing. And the more um, emotionally intelligent that she is, the more powerful she gets. And it's, it's just, it's wonderful to see that you don't have to prove, Raven doesn't have to prove how powerful she is. Everyone knows she is already more powerful than you are, you know? So, and it just fits because she has to fight an interdimensional demon who is her father, who she got half of her powers from. So she has to be the strong person. There's no questioning it. You can't question Raven as a hero because she she's going to do it. She she has the power. It's just how she uses it is uh, the risk and the issue. And uh, it just makes everything super intense, especially the fact that she's a teenager. She's in high school. She's basically going through like a puberty, which I thought was really cool. Um, everybody knows like going through high school is maybe one of the hardest transitions of your life dealing with boys that like Raven has to deal with and bullies and on top of that figuring out your powers and fighting an interdimensional demon is like it's it's a lot and it's a lot on her mental health and it's a lot on how she creates her own emotional intelligence and that's the risk and I, I like that because it validates all of the struggles that you have while you're in high school it doesn't push them to the back you know it, it it validates everything that everyone reading probably had to go through when they were going through high school 
and it adds that magical element of her powers and her mission and her growing into the hero that she eventually is uh i just it makes everything super intense and everything is very high risk even though it seems to not be a high risk setting it like it seems to be very mundane you know it's like oh it's georgia it's like the united states it's simple it's high school that's simple but it 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 makes it very clear that none of this is simple and it makes it clear very clear that kemi garcia knows how to make the audience feels or make her readers feel heard because she knows she knows her audience and uh her audience who is me today really appreciates it i also really like the timeline i liked that um it's not super clear where raven is in the dc universe um i said this before we're not really sure that if it's in the if it's supposed to merge at all with the teen titans 2005 tv show or if this is a new and separate uh timeline either way i really liked the influence that the 2005 teen titans tv show had on this raven this raven is my favorite raven you know like she is relatable and she's intense and I love that they basically use her same powers. The only thing that may be a little different is that she's able to read minds. Um, you kind of got that sense from the 2005 TV show because she's always seemed to be like one step ahead of everyone else and she always seemed to kind of understand everyone's emotions before they understood them themselves. Even though she was guarded and she was at the back of the room, she knew what was happening emotionally. So... That's the only difference that I see, but either way, it's her powers where she can move things with that dark kind of force that comes out. She's able to fly, she's able to uh, eventually get out of her father's grip, uh, she's able to, all of her powers can basically um, fight back against Trigon, and it, it looks like their only limits are what she thinks of, so we can eventually see like what Raven creates out of these powers as we continue to go through the Teen Titans graphic novels and see how all of them grow into their powers and see what how what all of them do with their own um, strengths. Even though I love this timeline, uh, I also am very stressed out by it. I know that uh, Raven, I, I just want the best for Raven. It sucks. It really hurts my heart that she has to suffer so much. Um, she suffers because she has... I, I know that she's going to suffer. That's also the, the tension that's in this novel is that if it is going to be that she becomes a teen titan and she has to move to Jump City or she has to look for the other titans, then she's going to have to leave this family that she has that's with Natalia and Max. And she really likes them. There's it's It's really hard to see her create this family of people who really care about her they they also have their own magic which is really cool they are um african-american and they have their own kind of voodoo magic that goes with them i made a mistake earlier i said that they were in atlanta they're not in atlanta anymore that's where raven was living with her foster mother vivian now when she got adopted by her um foster mother's sister natalia they moved to Oh, she was already, Natalia and Max, they were already in New Orleans and Raven moved 
there. So it makes sense that Natalia and Max know about voodoo magic and they use it and they practice it and it all looks very respectful. It's very tastefully done. They don't go into too many details. They really only mention the magic that they need for the show. I mean, for the for the graphic novel. But it just, it adds to their strength as well, you know? They're not just people who depend on Raven's powers to protect them or anything. They have their own strengths and they have their own protection and spells and they have more knowledge than Raven at times because a lot of their magics intersect and uh, they have a lot of the same rules. So when Raven doesn't know anything, when she has no idea what her magic powers mean or what they do, or especially when they got out of hand, Natalia and Max were able to calm her down and give her a lot of stabilizing spells and um, just words of encouragement as well. A lot of the magic that they use are words, are word spells that allow them to focus and hone their magic on exactly what they want. So they're not like super scatterbrained, you know, they're, they're a very nice, stable family that I like that Raven and I like that Raven is with them. But that comes with the fact that knowing that she might have to leave them. And I, I don't want that to be a, another painful separation that she has to go to through. And it scares me because a lot of her separations are very painful. She cannot be with her mother. She cannot be with her father. She cannot be with her foster mother. And I hope that this is not another forceful goodbye. If she does have to leave them, I really, really, really hope that it's in good health and maybe for their own protection or safety or it's just because it's it's another it because it is a good door opening for raven and her path and i hope that nobody gets hurt please (laughs) don't hurt any of them i love them so much so yeah um it just that that kind of thing that kind of instability of moving and not having a family that is so stable or having any family, having any people in her life that are super stable for a long period of time, it threatens her mental health and it threatens her emotional intelligence and it threatens the boundaries that she has to make up with her magic. She has to keep creating new boundaries and new rules and um, it just, it threatens her powers. So she, over and over again, she has to learn how to be mentally strong. She has to learn the new rules and create new boundaries and it is so incredibly difficult, but it's so rewarding to see Raven figure it out and and just be the powerful hero that she is meant to be. And I'm, I, it just makes me really proud of her. Something else that threw me off for the timeline is her love interest. She has a crush on this guy named Tommy Torres, and he seems to be a new character. I don't recognize him from the Teen Titans TV show, but he's basically her love interest. It's just a really cute story about how like if everything could go right you know when you like your high school crush it's very optimistic because you know you don't get you you don't really at least maybe in my experience I didn't get with a lot of my high school crushes it was very much like a a loving from a distance kind of thing but um they're both very brave they're both very brave teenagers and they flirt with each other and it's really cute and it's the high school experience I wish that I had but it's it's Tommy is really cool. Tommy reminds me a lot of Beast Boy. I know a lot of um, people in the fandom want to see Raven and Beast Boy together. So to see 
Raven fall for someone who's very similar to uh, Beast Boy's personality gives me a lot of hope because Tommy was there to teach her how to get close to someone and how to fall in love when she's so young. She's I think she's like 16 here. And um, it was re- it was very refreshing to see Raven have options. I say options because I know that she's probably going to get with Beast Boy. Um, the illustrator, Gabriel Piccolo, again, I hope I'm saying that correctly, um, he is a Beast Boy and Raven uh, fan. He is always drawing fan art of them together. I think he's their favorite couple because there's just so much artwork from him and his Instagram and his Twitter about their lives together. And I really hope that he's allowed to put that in the graphic novels because they're they're just they're glorious. They're glorious pieces of fan art. And I missed him when I was at Comic-Con like two years ago. And I really wish I didn't. But he's just, he just has so much great work. And I liked what he did with Tommy. You know, I, I know, I know he didn't like write the story, but I love his depiction of Tommy. It, it, it just kind of sets it up. This sets it up really nicely. Uh, to talk about the art style a little more, it really is just amazing. You can really see the effort that goes into um, his research and his creation of those characters and what kind of Teen Titans this is going to be. You can tell that it's a, it's a very fun Teen Titans. It's, it, it can be serious and it can be beautiful. I love, 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 um, how he uses color to point out the important moments in, um, the graphic novel. A lot of it's in black and white and purple, but the moments that are in color are this beautiful, very, like, faint kind of watercolory kind of look that really works well with Raven's personality and some of them are some of them uh the scenes are very bold and graphic and it's like wow so much power in one page you know so I think it's very beautiful it's if you if you just want to see beautiful drawings then I would definitely pick up this book because it's just amazing you can see the effort and I'm a big fan you can tell I'm a big fan so um thank you so much Cami Garcia and Gabriel Piccolo for creating this amazing graphic novel. I had so much fun reading it. I am so stoked for the next one. The next one is going to be the Beast Boy graphic novel. Um, At the back of the book, there's the sneak peek of the Teen Titans Beast Boy graphic novel, again written by Cami Garcia, illustrated by Gabriel Piccolo, and the colorist is going to be David Calderon. So I am very excited for it. I loved Beast Boy growing up, and I just, I hope that if I have any hopes for this graphic novel, I hope that Raven and Beast Boy meet. I hope that in the next um, graphic novel, you'll be able to see um, the Teen Titans come together a little bit more because Raven didn't interact with any of the Titans any th- that we know of. You know, it's probably going to be the original 2005 Teen Titans, but we don't see any of them besides Raven in this graphic novel. So I hope that as we get to the next book, we get to the further of the creation of this Teen Titans and we see where they're going to go because I miss the Teen Titans a lot. That book is going to come out uh, summer of 2020. That's this year and I'm very excited for it. So as soon as it comes out, I'll give you guys another review and I hope that you guys talk to me about this book, what you think of it, what do you think it was lacking, if it was lacking anything. I can't really think of anything it was lacking. I wish that it was longer so we could go into um, Vivian and Natalia and Max's stories. I'm very interested in the voodoo element of New Orleans. I think that was that was great. That was a great, great addition. It was amazing. 
And um, I just, I, I know they're going to hurt her a little more, but I, I hope that she comes out on top because I love Raven. Uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope you guys listen to the rest of the podcast uh, episodes that I have up. And again, if you have any um, comments, you can hit me up on my Instagram or my Twitter. Uh, and you can follow me here. You can subscribe to me here. It would really appre- I would really appreciate it. And if you have any suggestions, then you can just DM me and I'll probably get back to you soon. Thanks.